0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Daily Show. Um, This is William Cole speaking and I'm so excited today because uh, we have a really special guest uh, with us today. Um, We haven't met officially. uh, Oh, Actually, no, wait, we actually did meet officially not too long ago, a couple weeks ago in Florida. He lives in Florida. This guy's name is David. He's an incredible young man. He's a married man with a young um child and i'm so glad to have him on the call david how are you tonight
1: i'm doing good how
0: are you man i'm doing wonderful thank you so so much for uh being on the call tonight and um and just being here just to share um with us today how are you like how's it going over there i heard you guys have another storm coming your way yeah uh, people are a little tense about
1: it um I mean, we kind of made it through Irma. There's a lot to be thankful for. I um, know 300 miles south of me and a couple hundred miles north of me kind of were uh, pretty badly hit with, like, flooding and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, we're a little bit on edge with the next one that's coming. But in the interim, there's there's work to
0: be done. Right. Right. Yeah, we're going to be praying for you guys, um, as usual, um, that you guys have. You know, be safe and things, along those lines, and it kind of passes over um, you guys and things, along those lines, and that the damage is minimal um, to none, if any, up over there um, for all yeah. of the over there um, But yeah, man, thank you so much for being on the call um, and being on our show today. Um, just want to uh, you to kind of introduce yourself to our audience and like who you are, you know. Uh, what you do and um, and then where you you know where you reside.
1: Ah, uh, sure. I mean, thank you for having me. I mean, we've been talking for what, like five years now. Um, so it was yeah. it's pretty cool to kind of like connect. I don't think our hangout time was long enough. Um, but for everyone listening, I'm David Yard. I'm the partner at Sevenality, which is a brand strategy and creative services firm um in a nutshell i'm just a highly curious creative dude um i love batman it's kind of my moniker that i kind of run with sometimes um and yeah sevenality is kind of like our baby we've been working on it for uh, close to a decade now and um you know it's lots of changes within the industry lots of changes in your business And I just feel very grateful that each and every day we get the opportunity to help our clients really bring their visions and ideas to life, whether it's through, you know, a design, a brand identity, uh, working with their staff and aligning everyone around the brand. it's just a really, really amazing uh, opportunity to be able to do that, you know, with your spouse each and every day, and be able to, you know, raise a kid in that creative environment as well. Um, so that's in a nutshell about me. I mean, I do a bunch of other stuff, but it's, I don't know, all of it feeds into that creativity and, you know, learning about other people, learning about their experiences, and connecting people together. I guess is like in the end, my thing.
0: Well, thank you for that, David. You're incredible, man. I'm, you're right. It's been about five years um, since we, you know, connected. First connected, I think it was via the social media. It could have been Twitter. Um, maybe I reached out. We reached out to each other and just, like, great vibes. And um, you were helping youth at the time. And you still are helping youth in, in the city. And um, I think that was our common commonality, common ground there. And we connected there. So I'm always grateful for that time. And uh, so I want to jump into the questions today just to dip in your well and hear your story and also just and enlighten other designers and other people in your creative field and even, you know, married and, and having a child, um, what type of man that you're, you've become and that you are still becoming. Um, so the first question is, um, what were some of the things that you used in the beginning that was in your hands to become the designer the, you know that you are today. you can you can say the designer or you know the, the husband or the father you are today. You can pick either one or all three if you want. but the, that theme comes from you know a lot of times we use excuses for not having the things that we want that we think we need to start pursuing the dream or the goal. But the reality is and the truth is that there are things in our hands right now that we can use that is around us, the resources that are around us that we can use to start that process. So what were some of the things that you use to begin um, your process as becoming a designer or a husband you know, or a dad? It's
1: funny that you ask. Um, I think the most basic thing really and truly is pencil and paper, Um starting out you know before you reach the visual design of say a logo or website a lot of that process starts um, with pencil and paper Um, growing up a lot of sorry my life was you know writing i used to have a lot of solitary time and i would write you know poems i would write ideas i would write you know short stories Um, So it all kind of came back to pencil and paper, and so even now, you know, the stories are a little bit more complex, the poems have a little bit more, you know, I guess a deeper meaning to them based on experience, Um, but it's still writing. It's still, you know, that simple instrument of writing ideas down, writing processes down, Um, and nothing fails. to suit that better than, you know, really using pencil and paper. And so I think if anyone's pursuing anything, um, it's important that you kind of look at your mind in in a different way. Like your active state is, you know, you're processing, making choices on the fly. Um, But a lot of us overlook our subconscious. We look at, you know, that ability if we write something down. Um, That muscle memory now, you know, commits it to something that could figure it out while we're dealing with the things that need our immediate attention. Um, So getting those ideas out of your head, um, freeing up that space and that brain power to, you know, really problem solve and be creative with solutions, I think is key. Um, And I notice a difference the days when I don't do that, Um, when I try to keep things in my head and remember everything versus the days where, you know, I write them down. There's a huge difference. It's it's pretty much night and day in that regard. So if there's one thing, I would say start with pencil and paper. Get those ideas down out of your head. Um, You know, start looking at ways in which you may have missed something in that initial run um, because no idea is perfect the first time it comes out. Um, and then you can start looking at ways in which you can build out roadmaps and find resources to fit the needs. But you'll never know that until you see what it is that you're trying to do.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So essentially what you're saying, David, when you started to um, say, hey, I want to be uh, this creative director, I want to be uh, this designer and this developer, you just started with pen and paper. I wrote, you wrote it down you know, what I want. Yeah, that triggered, you know, elementary
1: school, I guess you could say there was a after school um, activity called Future Business Leaders of America. Um, And so, you know, you write down what you want to be. You know, you write down a lot of things when you're in school. But, you know, I remember that experience as, you know, what do you want to be? So even then, I mean, I didn't even know that being in the creative field, doing what I'm doing now was even an option. kind of, I guess you could say, stumbled into it at a very early age or was, you know, given awareness of that and kind of pursued it when a lot of people told me, oh, you'll never make money doing it. Why would you want to go into, you know, that kind of a field? Um, You know, you'll never be able to do this, that, or the other. And now it's kind of like you're laughing at those people because you're like, well, you told me I couldn't. And, you know, with time and technology, now that's kind of like the thing that's a norm. Um, and so, you know, it's, it definitely starts there. I mean, the earlier you get a kid to start writing things down is the more they start expressing themselves. Um, my daughter the other day decided to draw all over her wall in her room in permanent marker. Um, it was a very interesting experience because, you know, at her age, it's kind of like, Hey, this is a fun thing to do. And most parents would probably get mad, you know, yell at their kid or whatever. And I decided to take a little bit more conscious approach to it and ask her, well, you know, what did you draw? And I got a story. I got, you know, it was her friends. It was me and her mom. It was her going out with her backpack. And so, you know, when you kind of take that perspective a little bit differently um, and look at it, pencil, paper, or in this case, permanent marker in a wall, Um, You get insights into what's going on and, you know, where it's going and what could be developed from that. But, you know, again, you'll never know unless you get it out of your head and somewhere that you can visualize it.
0: I think that's very powerful, David. I think that's extremely powerful. And I just wanted you guys to get that. When you have this dream, this idea of what you want to become, the first step, I believe this is literally the first step, uh, one of the first steps, either one or two, is one, it's writing it down, putting it somewhere that you can see it. Because if you, you, what's in your head first, it has to go down on paper because that's when it starts to manifest itself. Because right now it's in your head, but then you need to put it on paper. That's when it becomes a reality. It starts to become a reality because it's on paper. You can see it. You can start drawing it out. And I think that's literally very powerful. Um, so thank you for that sharing that David. Um, also, yo David also has a podcast that he does as well. Uh, we'll get that information towards the end of this um, this conversation, but definitely should check it out. Um, he's definitely has a lot of content. He um, definitely shifted his his uh, especially his Instagram and and Facebook page um, just the content that's on it can you kind of give us the uh, the little behind the scenes you're thinking of that because your your social engagement has definitely shifted and I see a lot more people engaged. I see a lot more people um, asking for help. And and can you kind of walk us through that process? What made you transition from, you know, just p- posting a regular page to more motivating people and inspiring people and and can you kind of give us a little more insight on how that become about? Um, so this is one of those funny things that it started out with me just looking for an outlet
1: to – I guess do something, I'm a creative, you know, most advice is, oh, do something creative. Um, So it's kind of like separating work from, you know, personal. And so a few years ago, I just started posting um, black and white pictures. I found a fascination with, you know, storytelling through it, um, the stories that I was seeing, you know, in buildings and environments with people interacting and i would just start posting and tagging them with you know a little hashtag always upward um and after a while i noticed you know people would start following and then they would consistently start liking and then they would start you know leaving comments and um it just started picking up i guess you know more momentum and so earlier this year i kind of took a brief hiatus where i had to rethink everything um it was getting to a point where I just, I didn't feel like I should have been in that position to be answering the questions that people were, you know, throwing my way. Um, And so it caused a lot of, you know, self-reflection and kind of made me realize why I originally even started doing any of it. Um, And it was to keep my aim and my focus upward. Um, For me, it takes two meanings, you know, entrepreneurship, you're doing things, you're grinding, um, you're trying to, you know, move ahead. Um, and then also being from a religious background, keeping my eyes focused on God. Um, that's where I get, you know, inspiration. That's where I get strength from when things are going kind of not the most ideal circumstance. And, you know, those are the things that I wanted to kind of put out into the world without preaching to someone, I guess you could say. And so, you know, the entrepreneurial side kind of takes a lot of the experiences that I've gone through, uh, whether recent or, you know, early on, or pretty much from every stage of the journey thus far. Um, and as the community engages and interacts and asks questions and asks for help, um, I start getting to know them, you know, what are their perspectives, what attracted them to this, and why are you even still liking my stuff, you um, and you know you learn a lot, and you find different ways to be able to provide value to people to help others and in a way you're you know I find that I'm helping myself um or I'm looking at things from a more i guess empathetic point of view um and it also relates back to what I do every day. Uh, one of the key things is being a UX architect and it's looking at how people are navigating the website or app experiences um, or offline experiences. Are they finding where they're going? Well, um, and so you have to take into account a lot of external points of view. and But when you tie that story of their journey to it and see, you know, how they got there or, you know, what frustrates them, then you are able to provide a proper solution. And so I kind of took that same approach and looked at it. and was like, well, how am I providing value? And so Always Upward has kind of been, you know, the thing that... Um, has gone from just me posting these black and white pictures of some thoughts to, you know, really going in depth and engaging. And so, you know, seeing people just kind of come together, share their experiences on how they keep their aim upward is it's truly inspiring. Um, it's one of those things that I never would have thought in a million years that I would be doing, but it's one of those that I'm glad that I am because uh, each and every day it's, it's just a, new experience, different questions, different, you know, people in different stages of life. Um, So it's kind of like I get to sit down and just learn about the world and all of these amazing people that exist and that are trying to do good um, and hopefully bring them together and connect them as well. So it's uh, definitely, I would say, if anyone's doing anything social media wise, um, be real with yourself. Um, You're not going to be able to fool people all the time or even, you know, for any period of time, really and truly, um, the energy that we give off, you know, people recognize whether it's real or it isn't. Um, And you can kind of go through and fake it for a while and, you know, run underneath the whole idea that you could fake it till you make it. But the reality is the only person that you're really playing in that situation is yourself. Um, You're wasting time when you could have kept it real, when you could have, you know, shared with the world your story and let them see that not every day is a great and glorious day. Some days are, you know, kind of crappy. Some days are meh. And, you know, you kind of push through them. Um, but I feel like, you know, the realer you are with yourself, acknowledging where you've made mistakes, you know, doing things and making the right choices after that. Um, it helps fuel your content online a lot better. So whether you're a designer, artist, uh, you know, banker, whatever your field is, um, you bring a different perspective to it. You make people actually engage and, you know, take in the information that you're providing. Um, because mm-hmm. there's a lot less I guess, feeling that they're being sold um, and a lot more feeling that they're being listened to, that, you know, you actually care. Um, and then when you genuinely do care with that, I mean, the possibilities are virtually endless. So I would say, like, the number one thing is just keep it real with yourself. It'll help you keep it real with your audience. Um, There's no need for, like, huge numbers to make a difference. You can make a difference with 200 people, 300 people. Uh, It just matters about that one that you've inspired
0: to do something different in their world. That's incredible. Um, Thank you so much, Dave, for sharing that. Um, I think there's so much gold nuggets in there. Um, I love just to highlight a couple things. One, just I love how you sought out to seek value. How can I add value? That's another thing that you guys want to start shifting today in your mindset is how do I add value first? You know, and that can start your process and becoming is shifting that mindset. You know, not from a take what I can get, but more so what I can give. And it's funny how that works is when you start to think that way, you actually start to replenish your own soul, your own self, and you start to see that energy come back to you. So I think that's really powerful, and I love that you said it's just not faking it. Just be real with yourself, and I can definitely relate to that as I'm shifting my the way I, what I post and 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 not just posting pictures all the time, but posting things that I used to post that really matter to me, um, and just not just always models, um, which is nothing wrong with that, but just going switching it up and and being more authentic with what I post. So. I appreciate that, and um, you guys can also follow that hashtag Always Forward on Instagram. You can start seeing those incredible, inspiring stories and posts on that. Um, and I want to move along to the next theme of the question, and also a question is, David, how did you move from the "what if" mindset to the "what net what next mindset? And that came, from, that came from this idea, if you want to start to become this person, you, you cannot stay in the what-if mindset. That's really going to hold you back because if you're thinking, oh, what if nobody reads it? What if I don't get any likes? What if the design sucks? What if I don't get no client this month? How do you move from that mindset to the next mindset? It was what next? Okay, we got that client or that client didn't work out, but I'm excited and that anticipation and that enthusiasm actually motivates you and actually repels you to the next opportunity. Can you share your take on that and, or, or a story that um, that helped you move from the what if to the what next?
1: So I think it's a, a couple of different things that get into that mixture depending on, like, what experience in life you're going through. Um, so I feel... Looking back, you know, um, I think I've kind of always had that what-if mindset, and it always got me in trouble. Um, You know, growing up, going to church, you kind of expected to wear a suit and a tie and everything. And in Florida, it gets really hot. Um, so one day I was like, you know, what if I just don't wear one? Um, yeah, and it caused a stir like, oh, why you're not wearing a tie, you know, da 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 da, like legalism. Um, and so like looking throughout life, it's always been like, oh, what if we did this, this way, or what if we tweak this in, you know, the company process this way, we can save, you know, X amount of time, which equals X amount of dollars, which means we could do this other thing that, you know, would probably give us a better opportunity, you know, in the future. Um, but then there are times I know when I kind of stopped asking that, what if question, um, and that's, you know, it happens when life kind of beats you down and you get, you know, you're not like yourself and you're feeling a little depressed and you're like, well, I can't do this thing or I can't move through it. Um, i feel, you know, that got triggered when my great grandmother died. And for a few years after, um, it was really kind of just weird to me because it was like this really awesome story of a person that I didn't get the opportunity to fully know. um, And they inspired all these people to, you know, do things differently. And, you know, thinking through it, I think prayer helped me a lot. Um, And then the second component would be, you know, the people I surround myself with. Um, So for quite a while, I made a very intense, intentional move to like drop a lot of people out of like my immediate zone of like people I talk to regularly Um, and I did it not because they were horrible people but simply because their mindset was a little bit more on the side of complaining than it was on looking at the bright side. Um, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together and, you know, I didn't want to be among the birds that were always Debbie Downers. Um, sorry to anybody named Debbie, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, um, one of those things that I did. And then from there, you know, kind of taking personal steps, like, you know, exercising, um, Even simple things like going back to writing again, that was something else that I kind of stopped. You know, writing was pretty important in getting out a lot of the thoughts and feelings that I had um, earlier on. And so, you know, restarting that helped. But I think one of the biggest triggers really and truly is, you know, being let go from a job. Um, And so at one point in my career, you know, I got let go the week before Thanksgiving. Um, another time I got let go for some random, you know, ridiculous reason before another major holiday. And then the last one that really did it was, you know, I got let go on my birthday. And then it was just kind of like, well, you know, Lord, what are you trying to tell me here? Like, you know, am I still supposed to be like doing this thing? Like what am I supposed to be doing? Um, and it was actually during an interview that I had with uh one of the uh interviewers at Google that really slapped me in the face. And he was like, you know, you're a good programmer, you're a pretty great programmer. We only have 45 minutes for this interview. Um, but I feel like if you were to come and work here, you would absolutely hate it. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Um, he was like, the way you process and ask questions that, you know, applies a lot more to brand strategy. Um, and I was like, in, in that moment, I was literally like, Well, that's a company I've been, you know, working on nights and weekends after my day job is centered around brand strategy. And it was from there, I kind of was like, you know what, at this point, you know, I've gained all this experience. I've been doing this for, you know. Well over 14 years at that point. And so now it's, you know, a matter of doing that in a way that I feel can help and benefit people. So, you know, a lot of Sevenality is, you know, helping improve communities both around the brand and in the community itself. Um, So we dedicate and donate time back to the community and help with, you know, mentoring and all that good stuff. Um, And it goes beyond just putting, you know, a fancy title on something. It goes into a lot more of really taking that time to step outside your comfort zone, learning about someone, you know, new and what they're doing um, and utilizing that as a way to improve processes, whether... Um, It's internally or externally. Um, So, you know, a lot of times we kind of sit and label ourselves and say, oh, I'm introverted or, oh, I'm this way or that way, um, so I can't do this thing or I don't have, you know, resources. Um, But a lot of times it just takes, you know, a little bit of initiative, um, getting up, writing that idea down, looking at, you know, what it may cost to make that idea come to life and then breaking that down further and taking on the pieces that you know you want to do um so it's like you know doing photography for instance a lot of people are like oh i have to have this really expensive camera Um, you know you can start out with probably your smartphone and then save up some money from all that you know video gaming or movie going or whatever you do that you know could be directed to your dreams and goals um, and apply it there um do you really need all that stuff around you? Um so yeah, those are the questions that you kind of end up asking and realizing that if you're not living the life that you're dreaming um and being the person that you, you know, eventually want to be, you know, become um on that journey of life, then what you really need to do is start looking at what's around you, what's holding you back um and a lot of times it's things a lot of times it's the mindset that we apply uh so yeah, I mean, getting to that point, it could be you know major thing that happens to a person that triggers them there um but I think for me, the things that really helped guide me along and you know make the best of those uh i guess obstacles um really is praying a lot, definitely. Um, Practicing, you know, having faith and saying, all right, well, this may not have gone the way I wanted it to go, but here are the resources and skills that I have that can, you know, move forward. And utilize those things to actually you know make a difference and then from there you know you have your community the people that you surround yourself with um so if you notice you know people aren't supportive of you until you succeeded then it may be time to kind of change the crowd around you as well um so yeah those are i guess some of the things that really like have been very, very key and helpful to me so uh
0: yeah Oh, wow. That's really like, I'm just sitting here learning, bro. I love it, man. I'm just sitting here taking it in and I hope you guys are taking it in too. David is really a special man and he's been through a lot. He's seen a lot and experienced a lot and he's really sharing from his heart and it's really good stuff. I I hope you guys can hear the practicality of it, but also the inspiring story of it is just, you know, surrounding yourself with great people, you know, and sometimes it's hard, but you gotta you gotta separate yourself from people that don't necessarily have the the mindset that you're trying to go for. Not saying they're bad people, but if you want to go to the next level, that inner circle is gonna be really important, and they're gonna have to be the people that's going that's going in the same direction. So, thank you so much, David, for that. Um, David, so if people, um, how do people contact you? Um, if they need design work, um, if they need advice about always moving forward, um, how do we uh how do people contact you and and and, and get access to your brand, your your service? Oh.
1: So I'd say pretty much most major social networks with the exception of Snapchat, you can find me at, you know, either by searching my name, David Yard with an E at the end, I'm one of those special people um, or DSMY as the handle um, or my personal site, davidyard.com, or check out sevenality.com. And we'll direct you, help you provide, you know, assistance in figuring out your brand. It's a lot to do, a lot to take in. Um, But yeah, I mean, Good dreams deserve to see the light of day, and that's what
0: we're all about. Awesome. Well, this has been an incredible podcast. I'm inspired, and I just want to thank you again so much for being on the show today, The Becoming Daily Show, and I'll have all that information for you guys in the description. And, David, thank you so much for uh, being here. Um, Say hello to your wife and kid for me, and we will talk very soon, my friend. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's always a pleasure chatting. Always. Have a great night.